A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, as always, the co-host to this show, and of course, the host and author. I'm sure he's sold millions of books this past week. It is Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? Well, given that I've sold millions of books this week, I could hardly complain now, could I? <laughs> no, no, obviously not. Obviously not. <laughs> um, so before we get into... That would be very selfish of get... me. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> before we get too far into the podcast this morning, I do want to uh, say that we, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Please send us your emails, questions, thoughts, theories, um, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear if you've gotten the book that you could tell us that you've gotten the book. You said it's awesome. It's the greatest book ever. I'm on chapter one, very interesting chapter. Um, just because I know things about Brendan that many of people do not know. And so it's, uh, it's interesting um but please please pick up a copy sometime this week sometime this month you know whenever you get paid next buy yourself a copy it'll be worth your time um so yeah send us a message from dublin to cleveland anything you want to ask we are open books we will answer your questions um if they're inappropriate we will make them appropriate so that they can be answered um we are very flexible in how we will answer these questions but please send them to us uh, again, from Dublin to Cleveland, gmail.com. Um, so here is what we're going to do today. We're going to do something we haven't done in a little while. We're going to do one of our favorite segments called Dandruff. And we're also going to have some humorous church stories. Uh, Brendan has some that he has personally happened in his life. Uh, me, who has just had a bunch of stupid situations, will be <laughs> sharing ones from across the internet um, so we will, we'll have a good time with that. And then we will close in Matthew 24 verse six. So that is, that is the agenda for today. Hopefully we can do that in 30 to 40 minutes. Um, so we're going to start with Dandrift. I'm going to go first since I've won the last two or three of these things. Um, and so if you don't know what Dandrift is, Dandrift is <laughs> things that make us scratch our heads. So these are things that people do that happen in life that just don't make sense. Um, so my choice today is for those of you who um, who are drivers, um, there are people in this world who it, it happens both in summer and winter. Um, we'll start with the winter version first, since that's the season that we are coming out of. Um, people like to push their snow when it's, let's say you've gotten six inches of snow. They like to push the snow into the road. So you're driving down the road. You know, road's clear, the plow has gone through, and then all of a sudden you pass someone's driveway who has pushed all of their snow into the road, and it goes, and you're, you're very close to driving and, and going into a snow ditch because they just pushed all the snow on the road and now it's slippery. Um, so those same people must be the same ones that in the summer decide to spray all of their grass into the road. Um, my dad taught me at a very young age when I was first learning how to mow the lawn that you need to be sure that you blow all the grass into your own yard, not into the road, because you could injure people. Motorcyclists could come by. It could get be slick. It's not good. But apparently, the, these people have not gotten this message. They were not trained in the way they should go. 
And so this is my frustration this morning. I do not like it. I do not, I do not eat green, green eggs and ham as the saying goes. I am not about this life. I will not support it. Those people deserve to be, um, to be punished for their crimes against humanity. Um, <laughs> so Brendan, uh, what is your offering and how, do you think you can top people pushing stuff into the road? <laughs> Well, my dandruff for the week was going to be humble bragging, um, but the fact that you have just said, you know, uh, we're going to play our favorite segment, dandruff, and I've won all the previous ones, uh, I wouldn't want to hit that, you know, too close to home and make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm amending mine to my safe neutral. <laughs> People either shopping trolley or shopping cars, as you Americans say in the car park oh my goodness if you can pass the door to grab one you're exiting like the same door why not just oh i don't know put it back i don't understand this nonsense of wheeling your trolley to your car unloading your groceries putting them in your boot or you guys say trunk and then just abandoning the shopping trolley in the middle of the car park or worse, leaving it in a parking space. I don't get it. I'm sure we've all seen those videos of shopping trolley apocalypses when someone's driving and next thing, like, you know, 30 or 40 trolleys are coming towards them. <laughs> I admit, they're hilarious to watch. But, oh my goodness, if that were my car, I would be livid. I'd be so, so angry. Even when I go to, like, my local Lidl, which is, like, five minutes away, and I... I'm just, you know, walking through the car park and I see these trolleys, I'll actually start doing the job with the workers and collecting them up, them all and, like, wheeling them across and then just, like, shoving them back in place really aggressively to passive-aggressively alert other customers not to abandon them. I just think it's a height of laziness. You wouldn't leave, like, you know, a dinner plate underneath the couch in your own house, so why would you leave shopping center or supermarket property in a car park it blows my mind <laughs> rant over <laughs> agreed those people are annoying. so guys let us know via email or very much so or on uh, the community post our community page where logan will upload this which of our rants you find the most agreeable uh i don't know why but for some reason the majority of you have sided with logan the last couple times uh third time the charm let's rectify that <laughs> but you know motorized related incidents are not the only time when life can go south church is another big one in fact if you want to see people at their absolute messiest join the body of christ <laughs> Sometimes the ones when they're the longest are the ones who wreck everyone else's head the most, including Jesus. <laughs> um, I had one such incident a number of years ago. I had just been promoted to youth leadership and uh, we'd had our first event. I know we played some simple games with them. Uh, Ebola was a thing 
and you know some inappropriate jokes were made it's all in good spirit <laughs> and at the end of the night i was on the stage waving them all goodbye thinking i've done a pretty great job today i think i could do this forever well <laughs> before, you know just after the pride come the fall as they say and i assume i was walking with perhaps a, a pompous arrogant stride given my newfound position but whatever step i took i, I missed the first step on a staircase and i fell right off the stage and <laughs> landed flat Oops. on my face at the bottom it was not the street <laughs> everyone oh, saw no. and i'm one of those you know let people suffer in silence if you see something bad has happened leave them to their own depravity but oh no i just got this flurry of are you okay do you need help can we call someone for you etc etc and uh i was mortified like like you know like you know when those israelites are trying to kill moses and aaron and next thing the ground literally opened its mouth and swallowed them i was like jesus you know i love the old testament i'm okay if you do that with me right now <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm not the only one who's been afflicted by comical church instances and scenarios i know logan has found a number of <laughs> equally uh, humorous church stories, which he's not going to share with us. Take it away, Roski. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So I have uh, I have two stories, and then I have the top fifteen church bulletin errors slash mistakes. So, um, so we're going to go through them. So we'll, first, we'll start with the two stories, though. Um, so the first story I have is about this little boy named Johnny, and so little Johnny he goes to Sunday school one Sunday. And the lesson for the day is from Genesis, and it talks about how God opens up Adam's side, took a rib from him, and created Eve from it. Um, and this really struck Johnny as interesting, strange, um, like, he was very curious about this story. Um, so unfortunately, later that afternoon, though, Johnny started not feeling well. He started feeling pretty sick, and his side began to hurt. Um, so he laid down on the couch, and after about a half an hour, his mom came, comes over and asks him, are you okay? Are you doing all right? And he says, mm, not really. I think I'm going to have a wife. <laughs> She's just coming out of his cell. Little Johnny, <laughs> let me take this burden from you. Lord, that can be my question. <laughs> it's a cross I'm willing to bear. It's a cross I'm willing to bear. Yes, Brendan is signing up for this. He will go suffer the pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sure there's some story in Irish lore about that happening, so I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> oh, we we have had one bit of wizard giving men birth pains, yeah. There you go. The more you know. Rewatch episode three, people. The Kukulin and Furdy episode. Four. Uh, the more you know anyway uh next story all right anymore the presbyterian the, the next story is uh the presbyterian church called a meeting 
to decide what to do about their squirrel infestation. After much prayer and consideration, they concluded that the squirrels were predestined to be there and they should not interfere with God's divine will. At the Baptist church, the squirrels had taken a, an acute interest in the baptistry. The deacons met and decided to put a water slide on the baptistry to let the squirrels drown themselves. The squirrels liked the slide so much, however, and knew instinctively how to swim, so twice as many squirrels showed up the next Sunday. The Lutheran church decided that they were not in a position to harm any of God's creatures, so they humanely trapped them, trapped their squirrels, set them free near the Baptist church. Two weeks later, the squirrels were back and the Baptist, when the Baptist took down the water slide. The Episcopalians tried a much more unique path by setting out pans of whiskey around their church um, in an effort to kill the squirrels with alcohol poisoning. They sadly learned how much damage a band of drunk squirrels could do. But the Catholic Church came with, with a very creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels, made them church members of the church, and now they only see them at Christmas and Easter. And not much was heard from the Jewish synagogue because they took the first squirrel and circumcised him. <laughs> so, of course, the squirrels did not go to that church. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> that was my falling off the stage straight at the water. Uh, so we will end with the 15 yes uh, we will Mm -hmm. end with the 15 funniest church bulletin bloopers Um, so number one the low self-esteem support group will meet at 7pm please use the back door (laughs) they're not good enough to come in the front door (laughs) is basically what that is implying Fair enough. Only the top class people. Yes. Only the people with high self esteem. (laughs) Only the people on the church payroll can come in the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Number two, Bertha Belch, (laughs) a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight. Come here, Bertha Belch, all the way from Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Being a Christian gives you supersonic hearing. Duh. What do you think hearing in the spirit means, people? It's either supersonic hearing or boy, can she belch. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, it's a possibility. Yes. (laughs) Number three. Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. Please use the large double doors at the side entrance. Serves them right. Those land whales. (laughs) They don't deserve to be seen. That's what we call a fat joke, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You're fat shaming, fat phobic. <laughs> you probably liked Fat Thor and Avengers 4. <laughs> oh my. Alright, number four. Ushers will be will eat any latecomers. 
Now, I'm not sure what they were trying to imply beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the thing was trying to to say, but... (laughs) I think that's called revelation of the message. When they tell you in plain sight, your eyes wide shut, what they're going to do to you. (laughs) Yes. I have had oceans like bite the head off me figuratively for going late to church before, and I'm like, it's not my country. No, your building was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one back. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. You normally don't when they act, when they treat you that way. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Number five, uh, don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. <laughs> I've seen this with my own eyes. Yep, yep. It's, Nothing uh, Christians love almost... more than finding a brother or sister struggling with sin. Yes, there's nothing... Uh... That's, that seems to be a thing that happens is a lot of people, the people in the church sometimes worry more than people outside the church. So it's very uh, curious, curious little thing. Uh, number six, next Thursday, there will be tryouts for the choir. They need all the help they can get. Trust me, they do. I've heard them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always, it seems like people don't even join the choir much anymore. And then the ones who do are the ones who think they're good at singing, but they're not good at singing. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to make a joyful noise on the Lord. <laughs> Take from that what you will. Yep. Take from that what you will. <laughs> Ah, yes. So number seven, the outreach committee has enlisted 25 visitors to make calls on people who are not afflicted with any church. I've never met a Christian who is not afflicted by a church. (laughs) In some form or another, that's very true. It's not an easy road we walk. No, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, all right, number eight. This one gets a little, uh, a little physical. <laughs> the pastor is on vacation. Massages can be given to the church secretary. <laughs> Sign me up. Brendan will now be applying for the role of church secretary. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> oh my. Uh, number nine. Potluck supper, prayer, and medication to follow. <laughs> I don't know why. But my first idea of this situation is people just taking drugs. Like, they just pull out all their drugs and they're like, all right, which one do you want? 
I've heard of pastors taking drugs before delivering a sermon because it puts them in the mood and gives them the confidence that they need. Just right out there. Apparently it's a thing. <laughs> okay then. First they call it right. witchcraft. Apparently it's a thing. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, number 10. Uh, this, this being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. I always knew there was something fishy about that Mrs. Lewis. <laughs> Some, something poultry about her. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Reverend very Tom's much so, chicken. Very much so. Reverend, Reverend Tom's chicken, Mrs. Lewis. Oh, good heavens. Oh, brother. Um, number 11. A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. <laughs> I imagine it will. <laughs> it doesn't state what kind of music, though. <laughs> I think we can all hazard a guess. Uh, yes, I think we can. Country music. It'll be country music all the way. <laughs> oh, brother. All right, so number 12. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Please bring your husbands. <laughs> And that is why we don't make feminist pastors. <laughs> no, I didn't say females. I said feminists. <laughs> Bear me your hate mail, people. <laughs> Just any kind of mail. I'll take any kind of mail. It doesn't have to. It can be positive or hate mail. Just any kind of mail. <laughs> Um, all right, so the next one, the third verse of Blessed Assurance will be sung without musical accomplishment. <laughs> I have never heard it sung with musical accomplishment. That will be nothing new to me. <laughs> oh, brother. All right, two left. Number 14. Announcement in a church bulletin for National Prayer and Fasting Conference. The cost for attending this fasting and prayer conference includes meals. Think we're missing the point of the National Prayer and Fasting Conference. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously time it's spiritual things. <laughs> Learn your Christianese lingo. <laughs> Uh, all right, and the last one oh before we go into that's just like our such Bible. A, it's like the first ones have been on like a Saturday event just for Greg. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. 
All right, our last one, number 15. Ladies Bible study will be held Thursday morning at 10 a.m. All ladies are invited to lunch in the fellowship hall after the BS is done. <laughs> Not okay. Not okay in today's lingo. <laughs> that nope. means, well, it no longer means Bible study. Let's put it that way. <laughs> nope. Nope. You don't hear Jesus talk about BS, do you? And it and because Bob Saget passed away, it does not mean his name either, unfortunately. <laughs> true, true. Um, so there you go. There is your funny church bulletins and funny church stories. Uh, hopefully that brought a laugh to you. If it didn't, um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll you have get into more Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that, but <laughs> we'll now get into our um, our spiritual, our Bible portion of our morning, afternoon, evening with you. Um, so if you could, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to Matthew 24, um, and we're going to look at specifically verse 6. Um, I recommend looking at the context around it for sure, but just for our sakes today, we're going to be talking about verse 6. Um I'll read that for us. And it says, uh, this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus is, uh, there's been questions from the disciples um, that they are asking, like, when Jesus is going to be returning and when are these uh, things going to be happening, the end times sort of things. Um, a lot of us like to think we're living in the end times, that we're living in the tribulation period or we're living in the end of eternity. And this is what Jesus says. Um, and he says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Mm. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And so that is, is a very timely verse for our day and age. We are living in a, uh, a day and age mm. where countries are invading other countries and war is talked about that. We're going to have world war three, um, is talked about every day on the news and, um, even in your local sphere of friends, I'm sure that is a topic that has come up in what you've talked about or thought about or seen on, on anything this week um, and the weeks previous. Um, and a lot of us can easily get afraid of that. We can easily get afraid of wars and having to go to war and fighting in wars. But Jesus says here, and this is 2,000 years ago, he says, and you will hear of wars. You're going to hear of them happening. You're going to hear of them being on TV. You're going to hear of them. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear that there's going to be rumors of wars, that there might be more coming down the line. Um, but don't be troubled by it. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. Don't don't be troubled. Don't be uh, don't let it bother you. Um, for all these things, they have to come to pass because every single thing that of these wars and situations that come. They have to come to pass because we need to get to the end. We want to get to where we're with Christ one day. And so these things have to come along because they're the ways that God is making and shaping the world and his people into who they are supposed to be and so that they are ready uh, to meet him one day. Um, so all these things have to happen. They are going to have to come to pass, but this isn't the end. So don't live today like the world is over and Amen. there's no hope and it's all miserable and um, depression mm -hmm. and frustration and anger. Yep. Don't live there today. 
because it's not the end. This isn't the end of the story. The story doesn't end with so and so invaded so and so, and the war was World War Three was created. That's not how the story ends. The story does not end with that. We know how the story ends. The story ends right. with Christ ruling and reigning here Amen. on earth and we who know him being with him forever. That's how the story ends. So focus on that today. Focus on that end of the story. And don't be thinking that the end of the story is all the awful things that come into your life that hit you, that knock you down. Don't think that's the end because it's not. It never will be. Never has been. The end is already known. If you don't know what the end is, if you've never read your Bible, you've never sat down and right. read it and know how it ends, I recommend reading Revelations. You might not understand it completely. And if as you're reading through it, you might be like, that's weird, that's weird, that's weird. Send us a message, as we've said multiple times on this podcast. We will answer your questions. If we don't know, we will find ways to answer your questions because at least we'll know that you're trying to learn how it ends. Um, so maybe we'll have an episode one day if we'll talk mm-hmm. about the, the end of the Bible and the end of eternity. Um, but this is not the end. Don't think it is. Don't think this is how the story ends um, because there are great things on the horizon for those of us who know and love Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, so Brendan, I will right. ask you to close us out uh, with any other thoughts you want to add um, and any prayer you'd like to pray. So please take it away. Amazing. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. Um, and I, I echo that in, entirely. I think using the phrase we're living in the end times is an aphrodisiac for lazy Christians. Um, Christians who intentionally vote in politicians who are ardently campaigning to abort babies after they're born. So you might as well vote for them. We're living in the end times. A government proposes marriage redefinition. We might as well vote it in anyway. We're living in the end times. Um, there is a lack of peace in Ukraine with Russia. There's no point praying for world peace. That's an anti agenda. We're living in the end times. Nonsense. As the body of Christ, it is not okay to go on living as though this is the last day you're on the earth and the last day the world has left. It's not okay. Um, it's our job to show up and to show Christ and to be the hope of the world, to be vessels through which his love flows, his hope, his joy, his patience, his perseverance, which means long suffering, his self-control, and to be, to help mediate people between God and man through the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, and walking around on eggshells, maintaining that it's the end. Let's be honest, that's something Christians only do because they don't actually have faith to believe that the people in their world will be mediated with God. So they just use, it's the end times, as an excuse to be unproductive. But it's time to put away the excuses to roll up your rapture rug, stick it in your closet, and instead to assume a posture of faith. You may have spent the last two years crippled with anxiety, looking at everything on the news and comparing it with Revelation and thinking, what the Bible says. Well, let's be honest. People only think 
it's the end of days when the Western world is inconvenienced. The rest of the world has been suffering for Jesus for decades and centuries, and hardly anyone bats an eyelid. So it's time to put away the excuses, to put away misplaced, out-of-time prophecies, and to start standing on the word of God, to put on your big boy pants, to assume some faith, and to proactively get out there and win as many people for Jesus as possible. But you're not going to do it if you're walking around terrified. You're not going to do it if you're walking around afraid. Is an Antichrist spirit out there trying to come to power ahead of time and crush the church? Undoubtedly. Take over the world? Yeah. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that already. But Jesus has given us all abundant life and the bravery of lions, deep spiritual stamina, and authority over the darkness. So start using that authority. Tell your soul to get in line with God. You know, David wrote a psalm to his soul, saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Forget not one of his benefits. Remember the times he's been absolutely good. And let that be the confession of faith, where you tell your will to get into line with the gods, your mind and your heart, and you choose to have faith today. You choose to be brave today. You choose to try again. And you will soon see things in your world lining up with the word of God when you position yourself to see things from his perspective. The best is yet to come. God is not ready to give up on the earth. So don't give up on him. And don't give up on being a willing vessel to participate in greater days that are just around the corner. And with that, we just pray that faith would arise to everyone who has heard this. Where there is fear, that faith would be found. Where you feel a sense of hopelessness, or like all your expectation for God's goodness and the land of the living is gone, that hope would fill that void. That where you feel like God has abandoned you and given up on you, that praise would be found in your mouth. That where you feel like the spiritual warfare going on, and it is real, and it's spilling into the physical, where you feel that it's suffocating you and drowning you, that you would roar with worship, and that would tear down the structures around you and the platforms around you in the dark world. That where you feel so, so weak, that you would realize that Jesus is strongest then. And that where perhaps you have some doubts or some questions, that you would realize that Jesus has always been and continues to be the answer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Friend, your best days are ahead of you. Don't tag out yet. Amen. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you uh, next time.